Last Saturday, I met a friend in a nice cafe in downtown Calgary. She had invited me to share some good news. As I sat across her, she shared with me that in the past year and a half, she passed three major license exams, and that also she's now dating a very nice man. So exciting news and exciting times, and I was pleasantly surprised. Not for any reason, but just because a year and a half ago, I saw her sob to a heartbreaking divorce. She was blindsided. Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is Mind Tracker. This is my way of sharing my fascination with the mind with you. For suggestions and feedback, you can write to me at infomindtracker.org. And to support the show, you can head over to Patreon forward slash Mind Tracker. All right, back to the story. So yeah, the divorce a year and a half ago. It left her in the dark. She didn't expect it. She didn't see it coming at all. And she was left with very few resources. She didn't have a home. She didn't have a car. She didn't have family here. And also, she just had a low-income job to support her. So it wouldn't be an understatement if I say that she had to restart from scratch. And it was really inspiring to see somebody do that. To emerge brave in the face of adversity. And to be mentally agile enough to write three license exams. Anybody who's a pharmacist knows that this is a tall order. And it is also mandatory to work as a licensed pharmacist in Canada. So she definitely upgraded herself. And she also got herself in the mental and emotional state to start dating again. And not everybody is able to do that. Around the same time, I met another friend. And her story, interestingly, falls on the other side of the spectrum. She has a lot of things going for her. She has a home, car, job, family. She gets to travel. But upon speaking with her, she expressed her frustration with not being able to have a breakthrough. So I got curious and asked her, why did she need a breakthrough when she had everything? She pretty much had a smooth sailing for a long time now. And she said, quote unquote, I don't feel I am where I need to be in life. These are powerful words. And so I took interest and asked her more. What was it that stopped you from having a breakthrough? And she said that whenever she tried to have one, any internal or external challenge would be too much for her to tackle and would stop her from breaking through. In other words, whenever she tried to have a breakthrough, At the slightest discomfort, her fears, insecurities, and doubts started to surface. And she went back to her comfort zone. And this went on for years. Seven years. That's a very long time. When I think about both of these stories, in a funny way, I can relate to both of them. I can relate to the girl who had multiple breakthroughs. In the face of adversity, I can also relate to the one who wasn't able to have a breakthrough and was stuck in a loop year after year. 
And many of the people listening to this podcast can relate to both of them as well. So this gave me an opportunity to assess what could be the reason. I'm the same person, but I can have two contrasting results. What is the reason behind these two contrasting results? So as I looked closely at these two stories, I saw many similarities. Both of these girls are in their 20s, both of them living in Calgary. Both of them have the same friend circle, same cultural background, similar access to opportunities. The only differentiating factor that's there is the use of their mind. One of them used their mind to overcome a massive challenge while the other one used her mind to keep her in her comfort zone. So if you can relate to these stories, I can tell you this. The power is in the awareness that the differentiating factor is the use of the mind. Once you know that, then it gets simple, doesn't it? If it is the use of the mind that is going to help you get breakthroughs or not have breakthroughs, that solves the puzzle. And naturally, some questions arise. What is the mind? And how can I use it to my advantage? While using it, what are the challenges that incur? And also, what can I do to avoid not having a breakthrough? These are valid questions. And let's start with the mind. So I'll pause to tell a little bit about myself. I'm Sarah. I am an engineer and a researcher here in Calgary, Canada, and I'm interested in the mind. And I've been vehemently researching on it. And I am just fascinated by how important it is and yet how overlooked it is. And so when I think about what the mind is, the answer is pretty simple but elaborate. So the mind is our perceptions, thoughts, understanding of the world around us and ourselves. In other words, it's us. When we change these perceptions, understanding of the world, understanding of ourselves, we essentially change ourselves. The mind can further be divided into two faculties, the conscious and the subconscious. The conscious mind is like the front end operator. It helps us think, emote, act. And it is completely dependent upon the subconscious mind. It is simply following a program that the subconscious mind has. So the subconscious mind dictates the behaviors that we show through the conscious mind. So that brings us to the question... Well, then what is the subconscious mind and how is it formed? The subconscious mind is the faculty of our, of our mind, which is like the backend programming. It has all the codes and we run off of the subconscious mind. And it's formed in infancy, literally. And that's quite unfair to think <laughs> that the most important part of our mind is actually formed in infancy because we haven't even developed enough to think for ourselves. And so we're pretty much reliant 
on the beliefs and perceptions of people around us, our environment, our caretakers, parents, guardians, grandparents, siblings, cousins, friends, especially caretakers, people who we trust. So if they think well, if they have great beliefs about the world, about themselves, about us, then we're the lucky ones because we get great programming to work with. But if they don't have great beliefs about the world, about themselves, about us, for example, if they think that we are not creative or not intelligent enough, not beautiful enough, then that is a programming that we grew up with. And quite frankly, it messes us up. But luckily, the subconscious mind's programming can change. We can change our programming whenever we choose to change. We can instill a new set of beliefs about us and about the world and about others around us and how we should be treated and what we can achieve, etc. These beliefs that we have in our subconscious mind, they reflect our reality in every area of our life. And when we change them, we do change our reality in every area of our life. If you think you're not where you're meant to be, then perhaps it's a good idea to revisit your beliefs and really understand what you think about yourself. You will realize that whatever you think about yourself is what you are right now. And whatever you think about the world is what you end up experiencing as well. While this is simple, it is integral to our life. Because when we change our programming, we can change ourselves. We can change our realities to the extent that we start experiencing a different life. So let's talk about the conscious mind a little bit. So the conscious mind is the front-end operator, remember? So it is the one that helps us act, emote, and think. And it is dependent upon the programming of the subconscious mind. But it has a key task, which is that it has to validate the programming of the subconscious mind. Meaning, if you have a belief that you can do something, conscious mind is going to collect a lot of evidence to validate that you're right, you can do certain things. And if you have the belief that you can't, your conscious mind is going to, again, collect a lot of evidences to validate that. So in the case of the cafe story, where my friend was able to overcome her challenges, she must have told herself that she can, if she tried. And so she did, and she got the results. And if we look at the smooth sailing girl, well, she has everything going smooth, so that's her name. She must have told herself that she can't at some point, and probably again and again. And that's what reflected in her reality. So your conscious mind is going to work really hard to validate your beliefs. So it can be a little bit of a challenge to change your beliefs. but. It's doable. And I would love to tap into how the beliefs can change and what the subconscious mind can do. And I would be doing that in the next episode. For now, I would want to keep talking about the conscious mind because it's a very important part of our mind. 
So can the conscious mind change our programming? Yeah. If we consciously change our thoughts and start believing in them, the believing part is when the subconscious changes. So we can consciously choose the right beliefs for ourselves 100%. The subconscious mind is a very interesting tool. It has an impact on the conscious mind, yes. It also has an access point to our consciousness. Cambridge University says in a press release that every living matter has consciousness. And that's a very interesting side of the subconscious mind that a lot of people aren't aware of. And I would love to dive deep into it and talk more about it and talk about mind control and attaining mind control, changing and reprogramming the subconscious mind. But I'll keep it for next time. And for today, I would like to leave you with a thought. Is your reality what you want it to be? And what does it tell you about your beliefs? And are there any beliefs that you would want to change? Think about it. If you want to write to me, please go ahead and reach me at info at mindtracker.org. And I'll catch you next time.